Welcome, welcome, welcome. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Bell Ringer podcast presented by Sixers Buyer and USA Today Sports Media Group. I am your host, editor Kai Carlin, and I have my guy with me, Cameron Fields. Cam, we're in week three of quarantine, dude. What's going on with you, man? Man, getting to be restless here over here in the Fields household. Uh, dude, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad, man, because I oh, sit here. I sit here and it's like, I, I like I want to go somewhere, right? Like, like just I I, I want to go to like the gym or I want to go to like go maybe to the arcade because the arcades are open on the boardwalk. Like just right. try to do something yeah. and it's like, and the weather's getting nicer and it's just like, <sighs> and you're like, no, I can't. I gotta do my part for society, so I'm gonna sit in, in my bed and do nothing. <laughs> This makes no type of sense. It sucks. It sucks. Well, we're going to start. Man, I just want to go hoop. That's all I want to do. Dude, I hear you. I hear you. Because, I mean, I'm, like, actually, I have a friend up in New York. He he is He's up in New York right now. And that's kind of like the epicenter of everything that's going on. He li- Like, he lives with his girlfriend in the Bronx. Okay. And he said they took off all of the basketball rims like out of the out on the outside courts and everything. Oh. Like that that like like that that, that that's a horror movie for me. Like that's like, like that's real. That sucks. He took it off. Like all of it's gone. I, I was like, "Oh my god." Like like that like that'd be like a shot to the heart, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like if I were to walk to my basketball court and see the rims gone, that's terrible. Can't do anything. Can't. Mm. Mm. Hopefully you come out, people come out with some good handles out of this. Work on your ball handling, folks. No, I'm a bucket. I don't need handles. I go out there and I shoot. I'm a bucket. <laughs> you just got the strap, huh, Kyle? You just got the, you just got the strap. All right, then. All right. Then. Speaking of the strap, I have to give a video game update as we have like, like through, through these first couple yes. podcasts. Yes. So on NBA 2K12... If you haven't, if you're new to this, I fired it up and I'm uh, I'm leading the Charlotte Bobcats in 2K12. They're not even a, a team in existence anymore. And right now we are in the Eastern Conference Finals. We are matching up uh, with LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and and the Miami Heat. And um, I scored 50 points in Game One, but we lost by nine. So we're down one game to none in the Eastern Conference Finals. Kai, now I'm gonna need you to tell the good people what difficulty, what because we I finally learned everyone what difficulty Kai is playing on 2K because he's having these Jordan-like performances every game. So I'm gonna need you to say what difficulty you're playing on, Kai. The difficulty is All Star, <laughs> and we have. The reason, everyone. <laughs> if this was on the Hall of Fame, Kai would be shooting like everyone else, 20% from the field, barely <laughs> scoring, not making layups, missing wide open shots because he can't make anything on Hall of Fame, but I digress. Okay, all right. In my defense, in my defense, when I tell you the starting lineup for my Bobcat team, you're going to understand why I had to put it on All-Star. All right. Okay. Now I have a young Mike Conley starting at point guard. This is young Mike Conley. 
He's okay. not he's not established yet. All right. Then there's me. And then we have a washed up Corey Maggetti. Oh. We have Boris Diaw, who was all right. And my starting center is Maurice Spates. <laughs> oh boy. So you just carrying them to the finals, huh? You doing the AI to the finals. I had to do something, Cam. Now, off our bench. Now, remind you, mind you, our head coach right now is Paul Silas. I don't know if you remember, you know, the old Cavs coach. I remember, I remember Paul Silas. Yep. Good old Paul Silas. He's our coach. For some reason, these are the three main guys he uses off of our bench. DJ White. Who is Andres Nocioni. Oh, I remember Andres Nocioni. Right. Right. But not in 2K. He sucks. And DJ McGuire. Who is DJ McGuire? The Bobcats picked him, and I think it was 2011 draft or the 2010 draft, something like that. Oh man! See, yeah, see, you and you're a basketball junkie, and you don't even know even uniforms. They had some of the worst uniforms I've seen. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the pinstripes. <laughs> I'm not. I don't like these at all. But <laughs> like, listen, now my my player, I got the shooting sleeve on my right arm. I've got I wear a headband <laughs> and I have and since I, and since I'm like and, I, and now mind you I made this eight years ago so I'm 26 now I was 18 okay. when I made this and like you know I'm from Michigan originally and on my my player I got the old English Detroit D logo tattooed on oh. my neck <laughs> oh my gosh you said Detroit versus everybody oh <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is my video game update. We're down one game to none against the Miami Heat in the uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals. I uh, I scored 52 points on the road in Boston in Game Five to eliminate the Celtics in the semifinals. <laughs> Folks, the next time we do this, Kai's gonna break Wilt's record. I have to. Like he's like it's gonna happen at this point. I, I mean, listen. We had one game, the game I texted you about when we lost game two to the Celtics. I scored 60 of our 72. <laughs> He's not passing the ball. He's not passing the ball, y'all. He's not passing I'm the aver- ball. This is true. I'm averaging 1.8 assists a game. <laughs> but I'm averaging 47 points a night. <laughs> and the game's all about buckets, Cam. Uncle Drew taught us this. 2K13 or 2K16 is the best 2K of like, and 2K12 was good too. But ever, ever since like 2K18, 2K has just been just. Uh, has it been bad? Disappointment after disappointment. Now, see, I, I got a friend of mine, actually, um, he's the former Sixers Wire editor, Moke Hamilton. Moke told me. He just bought 2K20 the other day. That, that one's not too bad. 2K19 is pretty rough. But what really has me dying is the fact that Moke has an Xbox One and he's much older than me and I'm still rocking with a 360. <laughs> you gotta wait for like the Xbox X or whatever it's called. Yeah, at this point, I'm gonna have to. That That, that is what's gonna come down to. So that is my video game update. 
you know, we have to start every podcast off with one because Cam is just he he's smeckledorfed at the amount of points I'm putting up every game. Wait, what? <laughs> you you never seen SpongeBob? <laughs> no, I have. I, wait, what what episode is that from? The one with with the health with the health inspector with, with, when the, with the the fake health inspector. Oh well, no, the uh, bad the tainted Krabby Patties. Or yes, no? yes, that one. Oh that yeah, one's... yeah, yeah. No, I remember that one you talked about. Yeah. And they're going back and forth in the kitchen. <laughs> he goes, "We've been smeckledorfed." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, listen, that's a SpongeBob reference. I apologize to the people out there. Anywho, uh, we're gonna dive into some actual basketball talk here. Um, so as everybody knows, the league is on hold. Coronavirus has just absolutely taken over the world. Um, it's killing me. I went into CVS the other day to grab some, like, I just wanted a candy bar and I went into CVS and there is a plexiglass between me and the cashier. I mean, that's good though. Definitely good. But that's like, again, it feels weird, man. I feel like I'm in a horror movie. It's, it's crazy. Um, but anywho, Houston Rockets general manager Daryl Morey came out uh, and, and he he had a quote and you can find this on our sister site, RocketsWire.com. Daryl Morey came out and said, and I quote, we are prepping for playing Denver in case we go right to the playoffs. I don't think we will go right to the playoffs, though. But even when we play regular season games, it's pretty likely we will play Denver. And he also added, I don't know. But we will. Like, I don't know when, but we will be back for sure. Meaning that basketball will come back this season. Yeah. So, yeah. if you if you're, you know, the NBA and you're kind of weighing your options here right now, Cam. If if you're Adam Silver, are you going to move things to a neutral location, or do you think it'll be best if teams just kind of play in their regular city? I think, I mean, considering the circumstances, I think it kind of would be best to do a neutral location, but also maybe not one neutral location for the whole playoffs, because that's still 16 teams to start with. So that's still a lot of teams. So maybe, maybe like, since, you know, it is two conferences, you can have at the start, you know, you, you you know, you have a location for each conference. So you do one location for the East, another location for the West, and then once you know you get to the finals, you do, uh, you know, just one neutral location. Maybe it's just one of those locations, or it's a whole other location. But I mean, obviously, that's just a suggestion. Uh, you know, everything you know is on the table, as people um, like Adrian Wojnarowski have reported, Brian Windhorst have reported, with um, like you mentioned, the neutral sites with the playoffs. So. Um, yeah, we'll we'll have to see, but I think that uh, having like two locations would be cool because it's like okay, the West is over here, the East is over here. Honestly, I think I would be okay with that. I, I would hate for it to all just be in kind of one location because Cam, like you said, I mean, like that's sixteen teams, and I know they do it for the summer league, you know, but but the summer league's also that's much much different. different. That's different, yeah. It's much different. It's like it's definitely the games last like an hour forty-five, hour fifty tops, and it's just you kind of keep it keep it rolling. Like college kind of atmosphere. It's more similar to college atmosphere than anything for real. Right. Exactly. Like it's not you. It's not like an actual just NBA playoff type of atmosphere. So if they were to if they were to do this, I mean, I've always had the idea of 
maybe playing at a college gym or like because, for example, I was actually thinking about this the other day. I think the Brooklyn Nets, I think the Brooklyn mayor or, or somebody came out and said, yo, Barclays Center is definitely going to be shut down until like June or they're going to be shut down to July or something like that. Both Barclays yeah, Center and Madison yeah. Square Garden are just going to be shut down. And obviously we don't need to worry about MSG because the Knicks aren't going to make the playoffs, but the Nets are. So I had yeah. I had one idea as to where maybe you could just kind of play in a college gym. Like, for example, Brooklyn, you're they're in an area to where like you have a lot of different colleges. You could play at Rutgers right, in, right. At, you could play at Rutgers in, in North Jersey. You could play at Syracuse. You could play at um you could go up to upstate New York and maybe play at Buffalo. Like there are a lot of different there, options. Kind of upstate though too. Yes, Syracuse too. Like like they're another one. Like you can go even further. And I feel like if you kind of want to break it down, the NBA has a lot of different options here. All I know is if they do decide to put everybody into Vegas, I'm gonna have to figure out. I'm gonna have to have to figure out a way to get to Vegas. That, that's just kind of like like the way it's gonna be. Yeah. Like, as I mean, like, listen, I'm not covering the playoffs from afar. I'm just not doing it. Right. So, like, that would kind of be the way that that's all going to be set up. My thing is, if they – here, go, go ahead, Kevin. And then go I ahead, was going to say, like, uh, two with that many people. Like, you're going to have so many media there and all those teams. And it's like, how long are the playoffs going to take? Because – you're only going to have, I mean, you know, one court and then maybe what? Because aren't there like two courts when you when they do the summer league in Vegas? Yeah, you got the Thomas and Mack Center and yeah. then you have the, the Cox Pavilion or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean so two courts. I mean, how that's going to take longer than usual because it's at one location. So you got to wait for everybody to finish. I mean. Yeah, it would be a lot. It would. I don't think it'd be very efficient, you know. Yeah, I don't think it would be efficient either because, I mean, like, you could get maybe – how many games could you get in per day? Could you get maybe three games in? Like, and then you got to worry about TV. Like, how are you going to get all that on TV in one day, you know? Yeah. Like baseball, baseball might be back at that point, and then they already have TV deals with ESPN and whatnot. So – yeah, like there'd be a lot of different things that they would have to figure out. And another one is, I mean, let's just say, like I said in the last podcast, I really think the league gets back underway at the end of May, beginning of June. I think we will see NBA basketball at the end, like around that time. So if you kind of extend that and you were talking about how long it would take, let's say the playoffs start second week of June, right? So second week of June, that goes into July, end of July, maybe the beginning of August. And then you have football starting. And yeah. then you have And they the have Las- their deals, yeah. Then you have the Las Vegas Raiders too. So there are like a lot of different things that kind of factor into a lot of this whole thing. Um I do believe like we will get basketball back, but the whole logistics of it is definitely going to be one of the more interesting storylines you know, to finish out the season. And then Daryl Morey thinks that we're going to have regular season games. And it's like, how? How, how, how many, though, too? How many? Like, you know? Right. So it's like, how many regular season games are you going to have? Because there are roughly... Um, There's like I know 17 this, or so left. 
Yeah, they're like I know the Sixers when they wrapped up, they're thirty nine and twenty six, so that's sixty five games. And like you mentioned, seventeen games left for the Sixers even throughout to finish up with before the playoffs start. So how many regular season games are you going to have? You're going to have five, just kind of like five warm up games. So you're going to have, yeah. you know, t- well, and also what about out west? The New Orleans Pelicans had a shot at the playoffs. The Pelicans were were on the way up. Sacramento was pushing towards the playoffs. They were on the way up. So now you look at these other teams and you're like, listen, shit happens. I I mean, I don't know what to tell you. So, you know, you're you're kind of shit out of luck right there. And it's kind of one of those things to where it's not fair to the other teams, but you also have to realize you have a short amount of time left once the season eventually does really begin again. Yeah, I mean, I think that as Daryl Morton, you know, prepare, I think it's good to be ready, uh, you know, ready when you you don't know what's going to be happening. I mean, you know, you should just be prepared regardless. Uh, you know, the Sixers, they'd be playing Boston as that 3-6 matchup in the East. So I think that'd be a very good series. But Boston, I think, is the next best team in the East other than Milwaukee. And uh, as we mentioned before, I mean, yeah, Philly can match up with anyone, but does it have the offensive firepower to be able to compete with Boston that, that has, like, the best collection of wings in the whole NBA? So, I mean, I, you know, I think Philly, I mean, I don't think they could win that series, but I think they could push it to six games. I think it could be around there, you know. I would still pick Philly to beat Boston, like if they were to match up with them. Just be this as I mentioned before. I, I don't see how Ennis Canner or Daniel Tice can contain Joel Embiid as much as they can. And you know, Embiid can be a game changer. And then also, Philadelphia is so dominant at home. You know, they're twenty nine and two at home. But they're terrible on the road. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> like to be ten and twenty four on the road compared to twenty nine and two at home. It is absolutely mind boggling how they just can't. And the thing is, though, Cam, like there are when you talk about a team's home and road, just, uh, you know, issues, those discrepancies that like, you know, you should be able to carry defense on the road with you. Sometimes right. you won't be able to sh- like, like sometimes you won't be able to shoot as well on the road. That's fine. You should you, you shouldn't be able you won't be able to score as much on the road. All right. That's kind of normal. Stuff happens like that. But there's one thing that should carry with you no matter where you go. And that's defense. Right. At home, the Sixers are are out here looking like the 4 Pistons, like at home on defense. When they go on the road, they're looking like the 2018 Cavs. Like, like I don't understand like how, like what's going on with them defensively. No, I I, I get what you mean, man. Because I mean they got so many, and I, honestly, they kind of like structure wise, they're kind of similar to the Pistons but that kind of style can't really win you games like that because see with me with me I've always thought that Embiid cannot play very fast I don't think he can play in like an up-tempo kind of thing I don't think he's like drumming where like yeah you gotta like just feed him feed. I mean obviously you do but I don't think he's like pure feed the post like you can do some different things up in the half court but like I don't think he can play very fast and then does well playing fast. So. Right. And and that's where the questions about their fit come in. Yeah. But I, I feel like the, the questions about their fit didn't come in until Al Horford was brought in here. Because if you look at the past, if you look at the past, 
Ben and Joe have done a terrific job of moving up and down the floor, and they were and the Sixers were very and successful Al, without. Al can't play fast, yeah. Yeah, you yeah you can't play fast. I mean, Al, I don't know. I mean, Al, I feel like could play both styles, but as I mentioned before, Al Horford looks like he aged 104 years overnight. So it's like, can you really play with him to that type of style anymore? It's it's very confusing. So this whole fit. I feel like Philadelphia is kind of getting the short end of the stick here because with 17 games left, they did have a chance to move up from six up to about four, three, somewhere up there. It's not not like it it wasn't out of the realm of possibility. And now the Sixers are possibly getting to the point where if you go into the playoffs, you're the sixth seed. You're going to have you're going to not have home court advantage round one against Boston where you struggle at mightily on the road if you get past boston you're probably going to, have to face toronto in round two and toronto that's gonna uh, be another tough matchup if you do get to the point right and it gets to a point where sure they don't have Kawhi leonard but they got marcus all and pascal siakam who have killed you guys in the past then if you if, if you if a miracle happens and you get past toronto then you got to run into milwaukee and you're not going to have home court advantage against milwaukee either you have Giannis, you got brooke you got you know, guys up and down that lineup who can beat you. So Philadelphia's kind of in an unfavorable position. It kind of sucks that that this is happening now because they were kind of trying to make that run to home court advantage because they're definitely going to need it. They're so bad on the road. I don't understand it. Yeah, I mean, that home court advantage definitely would have been nice, but the East is so, like, that, that middle area with the East is, like, all very close. You know, I mean, Miami could beat Boston. Boston could beat Miami. And then in, you know, certain circumstances, Philly could get, you know, a series win there. Like, you know, potentially they could beat Boston, like depending on what happens within, depending on what would happen with the series. So it's just very close. I mean, the only two kind of like, yeah, these teams aren't making it out of the first round is what Brooklyn and Orlando, like they're not, that's not happening. But, um, yeah, everything else, yeah, I mean, Philly could. They, I mean, yeah, depending on the circumstances, Philly could make it out of the first round. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not, it's not like – it's not even like Philadelphia making the finals is out of the, completely out of the realm of possibility. I mean, they could get there. I don't know. I don't know. The finals. Listen, they could, they could get there. They're just as talented as everybody else. The issue is they, they have a couple issues, and, you know, we all know them. They can't shoot uh, – Joe and Ben, you don't know if they're going to be healthy for throughout the whole playoffs. And you don't know what you're going to get out of the bench. And, you know, and, and Brett Brown also deserves some uh, criticism as well because you never know if he's going to make the right adjustment. So I get it. But it's also not out of the realm of possibility for them to get there. They're that talented. So one of those things we're, we're going to have to see whenever basketball does eventually resume and kind of get back at it. Now, you, you mentioned Miami, and I don't know if you saw the, the the quote yesterday about Jimmy Butler and white guys guarding him. Oh, with oh, Jason Reddick? Yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that was pretty funny. I mean, hey, Jimmy's always going to say, like, some wild stuff, so. I'll like, the fact that JJ was like, oh, he was upset at practice because <laughs> he had a white guy guarding him. <laughs> And then Duncan Robinson was like, yeah, whenever I guard him in practice, he has to let everybody know that I can't guard him. 
I tell you, Jimmy Butler, man, he does not pull any punches. You I'll tell you what, there was there was one time, there was one time we did a media availability with Jimmy, and I guess Jimmy just wasn't about it at practice one day. So, as you know, he loves country music. I don't know why, but he loves country music. So, in his he has his phone in his pocket. And he's playing country music loud from his phone while we're at practice during media availability. And <laughs> I think uh, one of the PR guys, he was like, hey, Jimmy, you know, could you maybe turn your phone down? And he was like, nope. <laughs> oh, so, and at the time, I wasn't with Sixers Wire yet. At the time, I was with a, I was with a radio station in South Jersey. So... I needed audio, like strictly audio, right. so I could get it out on the air. As I'm playing it back, all I you hear a little bit of Jimmy, and you hear I'm drunk on a I'm drunk on a plane in the background, <laughs> and he's and he was like singing it like as people are asking questions, like he's singing along to the songs. It was absolutely one of the most bizarre Jimmy right. Butler stories that I have. <laughs> Crazy. There was there was another time when Butler was in Philly. It was a game against Portland. It was like a matinee game, and we're all I'm, I'm in the locker room pregame. I'm trying to get a story on uh, something about Norvell Pell because last year was kind of yeah, Pell yeah. kind of began getting on the scene a little bit. And Jimmy walks into the locker room, iPad blaring country music. He has a cowboy hat on. He has cowboy boots on with like the spurs on the back of them. The whole outfit. The whole nine yards. And he it looked he he looked like Woody from Toy Story. <laughs> like he looked like a straight cowboy. It was absolutely insane. And I remember Ben, Ben, Ben Simmons walks in and he goes, Yo, the hell are you playing? He goes, You don't know nothing about this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh wait, no. Speaking of Ben Simmons, though, he's been, you know, getting in on uh, some slam Call of Duty tourneys. Slam, they had their second Call of Duty tourney uh, this past weekend on Saturday. You know, Ben and his team, they didn't get the win. They got, they got worked actually. Like, yeah, I thought, I thought they got swept, man. They got worked. Like Zach Levine and Donovan Mitchell. You know, I'm sorry. Because I'm not good at Call of Duty, but they are not good at COD, man. Not- <laughs> and, and Myers Leonard and De'Aaron Fox, like, they can play some COD, man. They they are good at COD. Like, listen, I, I, I've heard Myers Leonard's pretty good. Like, like I've seen other NBA players say that he's pretty good at COD and everything. He's good, man. I'm telling you. He was he was nice with it uh, on Saturday. See, he was in the first one, too. But Ben, who did he have in that first? So Ronnie on this second week, Ronnie James was on Ben Simmons' team. That first week, Ben Simmons had like, um, I forget. But check out Sixers Wire uh, for the article on it, on both of the attorneys. For sure. For sure. I mean, like, I'm not really, I'm, I'm not really big on shooting games unless it's zombies. Because I'm only good at I'm only good at Call of Duty Zombies. Only good. Now I got I do have to tell you though, like growing up, I wasn't allowed to play shooting games. Okay. Yeah. I was only like like and like I was like the definition of a mama's boy. So I was like, okay, mom, whatever you say. 
So I did not play my first shooting game until college. <laughs> okay. Hey, I respect it. I respect it. So it was like, like when I got to college and I got introduced to Call of Duty Black Ops 1 zombies. And I was playing, I was playing Kino Der Toten. And I had no idea how to play. And my boy was like, yo, man, you'll be fine. Here, take the controller. Let's see how well you do. I died round two. (laughs) I I had no idea what I was doing. Now, I can get to about round 38 solo. Okay. Oh, oh, all right. All right. I can now. I can now. I can get to round thirty-eight solo if I really and like. Because I, I can't lie, sometimes I'll get bored and like after like round twenty-four, I'll be like, "All right, I'm done," and then like I'll turn it off. But if I really wanted to, I can get to like round thirty-eight, round forty. I'm too, I'm too good for this game. You said I'm too good for this game. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, yeah, yo, because it gets to a point where it's like, where it's like, all right. You shoot a bunch of zombies. All right, they're dead. All right, next round, same thing. So it's like <laughs> no one gets hobby, like you know. <laughs> I mean, like, listen, I'm like, I'm like my mod player on 2K12, bro. Nobody can stop me. The Jimmy Butler of zombies of Call of Duty zombies. Like, listen, did you know that like Jimmy Butler works out at four o'clock in the morning? Did you know that nobody works harder than Jimmy Butler? Mm, apparently, that's how it works out here. So. I mean, if you you can't match up with me in 2K12 or Call of Duty Zombies. <laughs> well, I'll I, I I'll put some confidence in myself for 2K. I I can I can compete with basically anyone in 2K as long as it's not like you're not in the 2K league or whatever. Then uh, oh my gosh, oh I don't yeah. even want to know what it's like playing against them, man. You know what? Like last summer, like my boy has Xbox One. He was playing 2K19 like over the summer, right? And he was he was online, and I think he said he was playing Dare and Fox on 2K. Oh, wow. And he said Fox kicked his ass. <laughs> yeah, uh, or unless like you're like one of these like NBA players who are good at video, like really good at video games. Like you know, I, I like my chances. I like my chances. You know. And you know what though, jo- uh, I don't know if you saw it. Josh Richardson did a one-on-one with with Shams from the Athletic in the stadium and stuff, and he said he's the greatest FIFA player in all the NBA. Okay. Hmm. So jo- Josh Richardson believes, he believes he's pretty in- damn good at FIFA. He believes in his FIFA skills. I respect it. Now, see, I can't play FIFA, man. I can't get into soccer. Period. I just can't do it. I like FIFA, but I'm I'm definitely not good at it. Like no, yeah. I, I try I tried playing it once and it was bad. And then like I tried to play soccer in real life and I forgot that like you can't use your hands. What kind of a sport can you not use your hands in? <laughs> so I was <laughs> the crazy thing is my friends were like, yo, we need one person for intramural soccer. Can you play? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? I'm gonna help y'all out. Sure, I'll be that extra guy on the field. So this ball came at me like they, this dude kicked it and I grabbed it with my hands. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, my God, wrong sport. <laughs> and like, so game goes on. And again, same thing happens. Ball goes up in the air and I, it was kind of like over my head. And I, and I caught it like like yeah, I was like yeah. on a football field or something. I, that, that was my last time playing they soccer. Said they, they said this, but you like, like over or something. That, that's what I'm saying. It was, it was just like I. 
I don't know what to do with my hands, man. Like, like, what's the point of this game? I don't it's like it. Nigga Knights, I'm not sure what to do with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what to do with my hands. <laughs> Dear sweet Lord, baby Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. All right, but all right, we're gonna end this podcast off with uh, real quick, Cam. What are you watching? Anything in quarantine life, man? Like, like, what are you doing in quarantine life right now? Man, oh my gosh! So you know the Tiger King show? I watched it. I had to force myself to watch that craziness. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what is this? And then by the end. By the end, I was like, this is so sad. Oh, man, Tiger King. Like, the whole thing is this. If you haven't seen it yet, you got nothing to do. Don't. No, don't don't listen to Cam. Don't listen to Cam. You got nothing to do. (laughs) Oh, keep doing nothing. (laughs) You got... Read a book or something. (laughs) Get your Call of Duty game up. Get your 2K game up. I, I would not... Why, Tiger King, like I said, I felt I was like, this is like one of the saddest things I've ever seen on Netflix, while also being one of the craziest. What uh, rating would you give it? Like, I don't even know. Like, I don't know what to call it. Like, <laughs> I, after I watched it, I was like, what did I just watch? Like, I believe I, it's under the genre of murder documentary. No, I mean, so like, I know it's a documentary, but I'm just like, like, I, I didn't know what to think. Like, after I watched it, I, I was like, what? Uh, uh, it was just a mess. All right, well, listen, I'm, 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 giving, it, I'm giving it an 8 out of 10 just because it's pure comedy and entertainment. <laughs> it was just like, like, why do you guys have these tigers and lions <laughs> and, like, ligers? At li- like, lions <laughs> bred with tigers as pets. Like, just, yeah. Just, just. What is the the re- the rationale behind this? It was like the definition of redneck insanity. It was like like that that one Mike Wallace video from sixty minutes. It's just like why why yeah. why like why? <laughs> why? <laughs> Listen, if you think that's crazy, I'm gonna send you a story later about a woman in Florida who had an alligator for a pet, and she dressed him up in clothes and had him ride oh, ATVs. Goodness. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you that later. And then they had some tiger go tiger moments. I'm like, now what happens when the tiger is actually a tiger? And it, it, <laughs> it, it just, you know, like this what? You know, the people over here sticking their hands and fingers through the crates and whatnot. I'm like, y'all are, man, could it be me? Yeah, you hate to see it. You hate to see it. Could it be me? <laughs> yeah, it could not be me. <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet, please. Go watch Tiger King and go like indulge yourself in the most ridiculous thing you'll ever see in your life. It's a seven part series. Go check that out. That's what we're doing in quarantine life. Seven parts too long. It's seven parts too long. I was like, I got to like episode four and I was like, I still got three episodes left. (laughs) Yeah, you still got to go. You have to watch the whole thing. You can't like watch a couple parts and like not finish it. You can't do it. All I know is. Carol Baskin fed her fed her husband to the Tigers, man. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't know about all that. I've never I think seen so. She, I think she did evidence. it. I don't. I there's like there's there there's barely any evidence of anything. That's what they want you to think, Cam. There's barely any evidence of anything, Kai. Of anything, like not even like 
She don't know where he went. Like no one, no one knows where dude went. Like there's no, there's no trace at all. None, none. <laughs> You're not wrong because there's that's the crazy part about it. Like nothing, nothing. There's no body because I watch a lot of like crime TV. Like I like crime TV. There's no okay. body. There's no murder weapon. There's no, <laughs> there's no like paper trail. There's no like, there's, there's nothing. Like, ugh. Listen, man, you hate to see it. That that's that's how it works out here. <laughs> like, there's all no, I know like, is there's no like. Oh, I heard he went this place. Like he told me. Like the only thing was like, like oh, he, oh, he said oh, he was he going to Costa Rica. Like that was it. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> Listen, man, that's what they want you to think. You gotta stay woke out here, Cam. You gotta stay woke, <laughs> and that's. We're going to end it there. <laughs> Cam, my God, thank you so much for giving me all your Tiger King insight. Like, I definitely appreciate that. I'm going to think about it. Think you know, about like, it, Kai. Think about <laughs> it. As this goes really? on. <laughs> thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of The Bell Ringer. We will see you guys next time. For Cameron Fields, I'm Kai Carlin. We're out. Thank you.